My brand voice guide is my business's North Star when it comes to keeping all my business content and marketing content clear, consistent, and inviting. That's why I created the brand voice guide outline you wish you had sooner, which is a free resource to help your business experience the same as mine. So all you have to do is plug in your business details into the given outline that I've created that has all the essential components of a brand voice guide. So you don't even have to pay to get it created like I did. You can plug in your information and you'll be well on your way to having a cohesive voice across all brand assets. And I've even shared my own brand voice guide with you so you can use it as a reference as you craft your own. It's like having a mentor right by your side. So go to amyporterfield.com forward slash voice guide to grab your copy of the brand voice guide outline you wish you had sooner. And I can promise you, you're going to elevate your brand instantly. That's amyporterfield.com forward slash voice guide. Okay, here's the training. Your business doesn't fit the digital course mold. These surprising success stories will make you think twice. So today's training is full of real life stories of people who have busted through the myths, the excuses, the fears that their course would not work. So if you have ever had a doubt, this is the training for you. And actually on the next screen, make sure you're paying attention The next screen is very important. I want you to see if you could identify with any of these. So if you've ever thought my work won't translate into a digital course or a course wouldn't be successful in my industry, or I don't think there's an audience for what I do, or a course won't work for my service-based business or digital courses are dead, only high ticket offers work. Out of all of these, which one, if you're being really honest, have you thought before? Like out of all these in the comments, which one has come up for you a lot? Out of all of these, my my work won't translate, a course won't be successful in my industry, I don't think there's an audience for what I do, a course won't work for my service-based business, digital courses are dead, only high ticket offers work. Okay, they're starting to flood in and I see a lot of them. Now, someone said, actually, I've never had any one of those thoughts and I love that. But most people definitely have one or two of these thoughts. And if not, great. If you're not thinking that and you're thinking a digital course is gonna work for me, then you're gonna be very inspired today because of the fact that I've got so many stories. Here's what I know for sure. A digital course is the single most powerful and strategic way to make an impact in the world while growing your income and freedom to life-changing levels. So important that you really understand what a digital course can do for you. Okay, so sometimes people think, I can't do a digital course because my work just doesn't translate into a digital course. And I wanna prove you wrong. So here's Savannah. She said, after working with writers one-on-one for many years, she was maxed out and realized she needed to find a better way. So for any of you who are doing one-on-one work, coaching, consulting, meeting with clients, this one's for you. So she was working one-on-one and she felt maxed out. Now her digital course doubt One-on-one book coaching won't translate into a digital course because everyone has different ideas and they're all unique. So for those of you who do one-on-one work, have you ever had that thought like, I work so individually with students or clients and when they tell me something, then I work off of that and we go down that road, but every client tells me different things. So how would that ever translate into a digital course? I hear it all the time. And also just on top of that, just a little extra, Savannah said she was so scared to go live on video. She says, I'm not quick on my feet and I'm worried that I might stumble, which I think we've all been there. But let me tell you about her results. Without paid ads or a big social media presence, she decided to create a course and launch it. And her first and her launch goal was five students. If I could just get five students to say yes to this digital course, I'd feel good. Well, she got 38 students and she made over 
thousand dollars with her first launch and in the first year she generated one hundred and seventy five thousand dollars in core sales and then she decided to create a, a membership and welcomed 40 students into her membership that had taken her course i love courses into memberships i love that strategy and that's exactly what she did so the reason i wanted to bring this one up for you is that Savannah did not let her perfectionism get in the way and without paid ads or a big social media presence, she said, I'm just going to go for this. And she had a step-by-step -step process. All of you who are doing one-on-one -on -one work, you have a step-by-step -step process. There is a model that you follow. It might look different for each student, but there's a model. The model will fit perfectly into a digital course. I promise you, the majority of those creating courses in my world, they have done one-on-one -on -one work or coaching, consulting, and they want to step away from trading time for dollars and make more money one-to-many. So that's why they create digital courses. But I think Savannah is a great example of the fact that yes, it can translate into a course. Okay, so let's look at Jeannie. I love this example. Jeannie was training churches on how to welcome refugees and international students. She loved the opportunity until it became just too much. She was traveling away from her family. How many of you can relate if you're on the road a lot? And she was barely able to cover her bills. Now, a colleague asked her to help co-launch a digital course for the faith-based world. So her digital course doubt, a digital course couldn't be successful in the faith-based industry. So she's like, I don't think a course works for my industry. Well, she did it anyway. She did three launches generating over $52,000 and she grew her email list from 300 people to 5,000 people. Because newsflash, when you launch courses, the way I teach you in my business, the model I teach my students, when you launch courses over and over again throughout the year, your email list cannot help but grow. It will absolutely grow. So because she did these three launches, every time her email list grew, as your email list grows, so does your profit. And so that's exactly what she saw. Plus, I love this, digital courses aren't just about making a bunch of money. She's given scholarships to 100 students from Africa and Asia and South America, giving her the opportunity to change the world through her students. So incredibly important. Okay, this is what she said. People didn't believe a faith-based course could be successful. But after three launches and hundreds of students from 16 countries around the world, I say, yes, it can. Mine is. So do not think that the industry that you're in will not translate into a digital course. I have seen a successful digital course in just about every industry you can think of. Now stay with me here because I have a freebie I want you all to get your hands on. It's been the most popular freebie I've had in a long time. It's just kind of blowing up. I want you all to get your hands on it, but stay with me here because I've got a few more examples. Okay, here's Edna. Edna was a chef and a baker who recognized how much others wanted to learn to cook, but didn't have time to take professional classes. Like, I don't have time to leave my house and go take a class. I've got to work, I've got a family. So she started teaching group classes at her home on the side. And after a while, she started to wonder how she could reach more people. So any of you who have ever done workshops in person or virtual, or if you are um, doing anything out in your local community, think about how that might translate into a digital course, because that's exactly what Edna did. She said, cooking is such a sens sensorial experience. I specialize in teaching people the fundamentals by using salt, fat, acid, and heat. How could I explain how it should taste or smell? How could what I was doing in my kitchen translate into a course taught online? So she thought this isn't going to work, but she wanted it bad enough. And she thought you've got to be in person. You got to smell it. You've got to taste it. Not true. So her doubt was there isn't an online audience for what I teach. This wouldn't work in a course. But despite her hesitations, she created a course on her own, keeping costs low. Her first launch resulted in 38 new students, which brought in just under twenty nine thousand dollars. I want to take a moment and just remind you that you can absolutely do this. I have seen courses in all different topics, all different industries from all different types of business models. The thing that stops most of my students in their tracks is they believe 
that they are not the right fit. I'm not the right fit because my industry is different. I'm not the right fit because I do one-on-one -on -one work that won't translate into a digital course. I'm not the right fit because I need to be in person with somebody and work with them one-on-one. -on -one. I can bust, bust through every type of myth like that, not only from my 14 years of experience in generating over $85 million in digital course sales and helping 50,000 students do the same, but in addition to that, my students have proven that all of these are excuses or just fear. It's okay to be fearful of starting something new, especially when it's something big for your business. But if you do not take risks, you will never ever grow in the way that you want to. And all of these people that I'm sharing here today, they have all taken risks in order to get to where they're at. I want you to be more open to taking that risk, trying something new, finding a guide, whether it be me or somebody else who can walk you through step-by-step -step how to do it, but it's your time, my friend, it's your time. Speaking of being her time, Nicole is a great example of this. So you got, come in a little closer for this one, it's gonna blow your mind. Nicole happens to be here in Nashville with me and she was homeschooling four children when she had a nagging feeling that it was time to pursue her own business dreams. For you moms and dads out there that maybe took some time off to take care of your kids, maybe you can relate like, I reached a point that I was ready to go back in. Her family had been gardening together for several years and she loved it so much that she started wondering if there was a way to start a business around gardening. So she launched a gardening consulting business with a mission to create 100 gardens in Houston. So to be clear, she would go to your house and help you create your garden. Very tactile, tactical, very much in the, like hands in the dirt, literally doing the work with her client. So she was traveling and she was showing up live. Now the business took off, but she found herself running from garden to garden with four small kids. So her doubt was, of course, won't work for my service-based business. I do a service. I show up for people. How could a course ever work? But she wanted it bad enough. So she launched a program to better support her clients without having to physically be with them. Her launch results? Well, she's generated more than a hundred or a million. Oh, geez. How did I mess that up? A million in revenue from her courses in one year. And here's what's really cool about courses. She didn't stop there. She actually built a certification company or arm of the business where not only is she now teaching people how to create these gardens themselves, but now she's certifying other people who want to have their own small businesses so that they can go out and do what she was doing that she doesn't want to do anymore. She doesn't want to go out to a bunch of places and build their gardens, but she loves that she can offer that. Well, she certifies people to, to teach them what she used to do. So now she's got the arm of the business, the certification, which makes bank for her, but also her digital course. She's the real deal. I just interviewed her for my podcast and I get over a million downloads a month on my podcast. Wouldn't it be cool if you created a digital course and you just blew it out of the water and I called you up and I said, hey, I wanna tell your story on my podcast. That's what I want for you. I wanna tell everybody about your big success with your digital course. So let's make it happen. Okay, one more example and then I'm soon going to get into to some Q&A. So stay with me here. So this last example is from my student, Audrey Tom. Audrey started a style blog in 2011 and by 2018 was able to leave her nonprofit job and blog full time, which is a really big deal. Now, she knew that digital courses would help her scale her business and reach more people, but she wasn't sure if people would really pay for her expertise. She didn't have a styling certificate or anything similar. So her doubt was, I can't make enough income on a low cost, cost course, and I'm not an expert of all experts. So if you followed me for a while, you know I teach this thing called the 10% edge, which is as long as you've gotten results for yourself or for somebody else, and you're willing to show how you got those results, you can create a course. And so she had been styling all her friends, she'd been writing a blog about it, she thought, I'm gonna create a course. But then what stopped her in her tracks is, wait a second, this is not going to be a really expensive product, $247. And a lot of you today are saying, yeah, but I think what's really selling is high ticket offers, $5,000, $10,000 offers. That is not true. I have 
thousands of students who are in this price point and they're doing amazing. So here's what she did. She created a course called Simply Put Together, helping women be empowered around their style and learn all they needed to make style effortless and easy for their everyday life. In her first launch, she charged $247 per course and welcomed over 500 students, generating $107,000. That is a lot of students 500 you don't even need 500 students to be successful but she is such a great example of a low ticket item doing really really well i want to stop right here before we get into live q a and remind you that i've got a freebie surprisingly simple ways to turn your knowledge into a digital course everyone i want every single one of you to go grab it right now if you haven't amyporterfield.com forward slash simple ways amyporterfield.com forward slash simple ways go get my freebie it is like hotcakes right now i can't believe how many people are loving this surprisingly simple ways to turn your knowledge into a digital course here's what i'm going to teach you if you do one-on-one -on -one work how to turn that into a course if you are in a nine-to-five job or corporate how to turn that into a course and if you uh, are getting lots of questions around what you do or one of your areas of expertise, how to take those questions and turn it into a digital course. With each of the strategies I teach you, I'm giving you real life examples, even more than I gave you here today to bring it to life. And I'm gonna show you what modules and lessons could look like in different types of courses you create. It is full of value, totally free, amyporterfield.com forward slash simple ways. Go grab it. But for those of you who think maybe digital courses are a thing of the past or they're dead, it's a funny narrative that sometimes pops up every single year I promote digital courses. But here's what I want you to know. The number of online learning users is expected to reach 57 million by 2027. 57 million people that are engaged in online learning. The worldwide e-learning market, hold on to your hat here, worth 848 billion, that's a B, billion dollars in 2030. Digital courses and e-learning is only on the rise. The online learning industry is expected to triple in size from 2020 to 2025. Digital courses are not going anywhere and they're only getting bigger. It is not too late. I want you to hear me. It is not too late. You haven't missed the boat. You are right on time. This is your moment. You are not too old. You are not too young. You are not too inexperienced. You're not too late to the game. Now is your time. I see students create courses every single year that do incredibly well. The industry continues to rise. I wouldn't teach it if it weren't true. So I just wanted to kind of ease your mind around that one. I believe that everyone has a digital course in them. I know that you do, and I wanna show you step-by-step step how to create it and launch it. The first place to start, amyporterfield.com forward slash simple ways. So if you've ever gotten results for yourself, gotten results for someone else, gotten results with a specific system, tool, technique, or methodology, oops, any one of these, let me know in the comments, which one of these have you done? One, two, three, all three gotten results for yourself, gotten results for someone else, gotten results with a specific system, tool, technique, or methodology, then you, my friend, are sitting on serious digital course potential. I have no doubt in my mind. amyporterfield.com forward slash simple ways. That's your next step. That's the next thing to do right now. And now what I want to do is I want to go into uh, a few minutes of Q&A. I want to know what kind of questions do you have around digital courses and how to get started. So I'm gonna go full screen here so that those of you watching on video can see me and I'm gonna answer some questions that came up. Tammy says, I worry I'll get maxed out and have less bandwidth for one-on-one -on -one customers. Plus I hate the selling part at the end of webinars to convert to paid programs. How can I overcome this? Okay, Tammy, first of all, let me get to the, the second question first. If you hate selling and when you get to a webinar and you have to convert to selling your course, if that freaks you out, if you don't like it, I'm your girl. I teach in a way that when you, I teach webinars in my program, Digital Course Academy, which opens up late September. But one thing that I'm known for is teaching my students how to add immense value on a webinar, 
I have this motto, no matter if they buy or not, they walk away feeling excited, inspired, and driven to take action. So my mindset right away is, even if they don't buy from me, I am going to give immense value. I'm gonna build loyalty and I'm gonna to stick to my word of giving value. So I feel great teaching throughout the webinar. And then when I transition to selling my course, I transition with a very simple question. So I teach this in my program, but then I ease into, and here's your next logical step. This makes sense. Now that you've learned this, this makes sense. I am never nervous about uh, moving into selling and I feel like I've earned the right to sell because I've given so much value. I can teach you how to feel really good about webinars and not feel squeamish at all about selling. So stick around, my friends. I'll be talking about more of that in the coming month. But to answer your question, Tammy, I worry that I'll get maxed out and have less bandwidth for one-on-one. -on -one. Not if you have a proven roadmap. Not if you learn from someone who will teach you step by step by step and you go on at your own pace. Sometimes my students get a course done in 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, more, whatever works for them. But here's the greatest thing ever. I've never had a student say, so I made five figures, six figures on my first launch, but it took too long, took too long to create it. Never ever does that come up because they're so proud of what they've done. And the beautiful thing is even if it takes you longer than you want, so you don't, it doesn't need to take away from your one-on-one -on -one work. Go at your own pace, Tammy. But once you get that course done, you never, ever, ever have to start from scratch with a digital course again. That's a big deal. So I'll teach you how to start from scratch, but then I'll teach you how to refine and tweak so we're not constantly reinventing the wheel. And I can tell you this, Tammy, I know you don't wanna have less bandwidth for one-on-one, -on -one, but imagine when you have a digital course that is making you enough money to maybe step away from the one-on-one -on -one when you want some time off, to maybe charge more for one-on-one -on -one but take less clients, to do less of that to focus on new projects. That's what I want for you. Barbara says, I have so much material but don't know where to start organizing it. How do I get started? Oh, stick around for the next month. I'm giving you all the how to get started strategies. Barbara, I have a boot camp coming up in a little less than a month. So if you sign up for amyporterfield.com forward slash simple ways, when my boot camp comes out, I'll email you inviting you in. It's $47, so it's one of the most inexpensive things that I offer, and I'm giving you the first big steps that you need to take to create your digital course, step by step by step, from coming up with the idea, to validating the idea, to figuring out what type of course to create, how much to price it, um, how to market it, like how to position it in the market, I've got you covered. So if you don't know where to start with a digital course, my boot camp is literally exactly what you need and exactly where I want you to start. So stick around. I'll be opening that up very, very soon. It's one of the most popular things I do and I love it. I do live trainings, live Q and A. It's going to be fun. If you see me looking down, it's because it is a hundred degrees in this room right now. And I just got to cool it down because I'm going to just start dripping with sweat. Okay. I did that. All right. Kim says, which should I start building? Oh, let me back up. Sorry, Barbara. I can't just leave you and say, wait for about three weeks. I've got you covered. How, um, one of the things you can do is start following my podcast. I've got a podcast called online marketing made easy. I'm starting to share the first steps you need to take. So you'll start hearing it on the podcast as well. Kim says, which should I start building first, a course or a membership site? You can't go wrong with either a course or a membership. Both of them work. My favorite model, though, is a course that then you invite when the course is over, you invite your students into a membership. That's exactly what I do. I have a membership called Momentum, but the only way to get an invite is if you go through Digital Course Academy, which teaches you how to create and launch a course. Then I invite you into the membership so I can go on the journey with you as you launch and launch and launch and consistently make great revenue. So I'm a big fan of course first, membership second, but you can't go wrong either way. One of the reasons I do love courses and why I teach courses over memberships is I love the idea of creating a course, launching it, and then walking away, having a break, the freedom, take a breath. And then when you're ready, let's say next quarter or the quarter after you launch again, if you want to do it that way. So I love the idea of taking breaks once I'm not launching my course. Belinda says, I recently heard a podcast that had an interesting idea. They suggested pre-selling a course as a way to validate the interest in it. What are your thoughts? 
it's what I teach, Belinda, it's what I teach. So Inside Digital Course Academy, which is not open till the end of September, Inside Digital Course Academy, I teach you how to come up with your course idea. And actually in the bootcamp, I'm going to talk about validating ideas. So I'm probably gonna hit on this as well, but I teach how to get your first 10 paying clients before you ever create the course. So you've got some money coming in to kind of supplement some extra expenses that might come up to create your course, but also, the ultimate validator is when someone pays cold, hard cash for a course. And so selling it before you create it, I love it and I suggest doing it all day long. So if you join me in Digital Course Academy, I'll walk you through step by step by step how to validate in that way. Emily says, I have, I've had about 10 one-on-one -on -one clients, but is that enough clients to go forward with creating a course? Emily, you might be shocked to hear that I don't think you have to do one-on-one -on -one work before you create a course. It's a great plus. 10 clients is more than enough. You've learned what works for them, what doesn't work for them. You've perfected probably the model in terms of how you teach them or how you guide them. You are in a perfect position for a course. But for those of you who don't do one-on-one -on -one work, you don't have to. Remember, all I wanna make sure is, of is that you've gotten results for yourself or for a customer, a client, a family friend, and you're willing to build out the roadmap and teach step by step by step how to get there. And so you don't have to do extensive one-on-one -on -one work. Some of my students do not like one-on-one -on -one work. They do not wanna take one-on-one -on -one clients and that is okay, but it's always gives you definitely um, a head start in understanding what your audience needs and wants. So Emily, you're in a good spot. Isabel says, my course is for chronic disease. Many of my prospective clients don't have the funds because they can't work full time and some are on government disability payment. I don't feel comfortable charging high prices or over $47. Do you have any tips on this? One of the things that's a little bit of a challenge is the cheaper the program, sometimes the perceived value goes down. I think $47 helping people with chronic illness is too, um, probably too low. And, and you'd be amazed to know that sometimes when you charge a little bit more, there's a higher perceived value and people are more likely to buy. I know it kind of sounds a little bit wacky, but it's true. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to consider at least offering it for $97 and do a two payment plan. When I teach my students, I teach them how to do payment plans in order to get an easy yes when people are thinking about buying their digital course. So something to think about, but Isabel, I really do believe that you have a limiting, limited belief that um, no one will buy your course if it's over 47. I do not think that's true, even with your audience. But you can also start to explore having your course be sponsored by different organizations. Organizations can sponsor a student of yours who might not be able to afford it. So there's other things you can do with the digital course. You could go to a corporate, um, uh, facility and they can license your course, or you could get sponsors that will help other people less inclined to be able to pay to help with that. So there's a lot of fun things you can do. If you get into the bootcamp, this is a conversation we can have for sure. Um, let's see here. Manasa says, can using a podcast as a funnel work for promoting a digital course for service-based business? Absolutely. We use my podcast as a funnel to promote one of my courses and it works like gangbusters. So the answer is yes. Mary says, I'm a nurse who would like to create a course to help support neonatal intensive care unit families after discharge, but I want to ensure I protect my nursing license. Do you have any suggestions for making sure my content is covered legally? So Mary, it is, you can absolutely do this. I've seen my students, I have many um, health professionals create digital courses. One of the most successful is a nurse that helps with, um, like 911 type of emergencies that happen in the house with parents and children, how the parents can be the first line of defense waiting for more care to come. What can they do to save their children's lives? It happened because her son was choking and you know there's only so much time to save a child and you can't wait for an ambulance to help with a choking child. So there's different things she wanted to help parents with in the moment her course has exploded. So yes, there's a way for a health professional to create a digital course. Shannon Tripp is who I'm talking about. If you go to amyporterfield.com forward slash stories, I have tons more stories like the ones I've shared with you to here today. Shannon Tripp, Mary, is one that you wanna look for. Her whole story is on my uh, website. But what I wanted to share with you, Mary, is you probably do wanna consult a lawyer. It's worth an hour of a lawyer's time, 30 minutes even, just to say, here's what I'm thinking about teaching. I'm a nurse, I wanna protect myself. What do I need to do?
do, ask a legal professional, but it's just a 30 minute conversation, I would guess, not too expensive, but worth covering just to make sure you're protected. But that is not something that should hold you back. Sarah says, how do we build an audience to sell to and how do we figure out pricing? I'm a musician and many students, both young and old, may not fork out $800 for an online course. Well, they don't have to pay $800 for a digital course. Um, there's three different types of digital courses you can create. And I have a podcast episode. Uh, go to, hold on, I'm gonna tell you what number it is and I'll tell you how to price your course. I'll do this in the bootcamp in more detail. So anyone just get go to amyporterfield.com forward slash simple ways, sign up for my freebie, and then I'll send you an invite to the bootcamp when I open it later this month. Um, but uh, what's your digital course profit potential? Episode 596. So amyporterfield.com forward slash 596. If you go there, I'll help you figure out what type of course to create and how to price it. So my friend, I got you covered. Okay, so let's see here. Hold on, give me a quick second. There we go. Um, let me go back to my questions. Okay, so that will absolutely help you. Susan says, I feel stuck because I work full time and it's hard to carve out the time to create it. And I think I'm too old and nobody will want to listen to me. Any adv advice on how to find the time? Well, first of all, I'm too old. We've got to stop that right now. I have many students in their 50s, 60s, and 70s who have created thriving digital courses, have done amazing things. And I think not to toot my own horn, but one of my specialties, and I do a lot of things wrong, but one of my specialties is that I am a step-by-step -step virtual handholder when I teach my students how to do this. And so I assume that you don't know anything about creating or launching a digital course, and I start you from the beginning. If you're more advanced, you'll go faster. But if you need that virtual step-by-step handholding, I am your girl. So you, Susan, can absolutely figure this out, but never, ever, ever again say, I'm too old and no one will listen to me. Don't even put it out in the universe. Say, cancel, cancel. We're taking it back. I want you to believe that I can figure out anything. You have so far. You've had a lot of accomplishments under your belt so far, Susan, haven't you? You can figure this out. How do you carve out the time to create it? Well, that's something that you're going to probably have to tweak your schedule in order to get the course created. Now, the beautiful thing about a digital course is once it's created, that bulk of work, the time it takes you is going to be a whole lot less once you get it out into the world over and over again. Meaning the initial investment of time is in the beginning. I can't sugarcoat it. You will need to make the time, but you've got to tell yourself this is temporary. This is a season. Once it's done, now I will be able to benefit from the freedom. Susan, you have to ask yourself, what is my why? Why do I want this? Why is it worth me changing my schedule around or getting up an hour early every morning or working on the weekends, doing a little hustle for a season to get it done so that you can make it work? I have a podcast coming out, Susan, talking about I don't have enough time. So if you follow my podcast, it's coming out very soon. Look for that episode. Maria says, do you know if the stats behind the growth of the e-learning industry is taking AI learning into account? How do you see having to adapt to this market disruption? So Maria, I, I, those stats are very uh, recent, so I'm going to guess yes, but I'm not positive. But let me speak to AI. So artificial intelligence, AI, chat GPT is a tool that we use in our company. I'm a big fan. I think AI is going to keep us more efficient, allow us to get even more done in a short period of time, and allow us to break free from the blank page syndrome. Looking at a Google Doc thinking, there's nothing I can do. Like, I can't think of anything. I can't think of any new content. I can't brainstorm, I'm stuck. So what I teach my students is to use AI as your digital course creation student. I mean, assistant, not student, assistant. Your digital course creation assistant. That's what your AI tool is going to do for you. So anyone who's curious about AI, I've got the best resource for you. amyporterfield.com forward slash AI. I haven't even been talking about it yet, but it's already created. amyporterfield.com forward slash AI. I'm gonna help you come up with your course idea, not through AI, but through a system I use called The Sweet Spot. In this freebie, I'll walk you through The Sweet Spot, and then I'm going to give you AI prompts 
to help you get your course created faster in terms of brainstorming ideas, title ideas. The best way to use AI is a digital course creation assistant, and I'm going to give you the prompts to do so. amyporterfield.com forward slash AI. Go get it. And kudos to my team. You guys are amazing to already have that ready when I haven't even marketed it or told anyone about it yet. I love you guys. Okay. Jackie says, I have an on-demand approach to coaching in my one-on-one -on -one sessions. I'm not sure how to translate my approach into a step-by-step -step approach as my current success comes from a more in-the-moment intuitive approach. Jackie, I hear this a lot. You are not alone, my friend, and I get it. But I can promise you, if you go to amyporterfield.com forward slash stories, Dang, I'm throwing out lots of links today, but amyporterfield.com forward slash stories, you can toggle. I'm actually going to, mm, I'm not going to, when I try to show my screen, it makes a big mess, but you can toggle between different types of um, success stories and you can click on one-on-one -on -one, like coaching consulting and see all those success stories. I think it will really inspire you, but what I can tell you to my core that I believe is that you, even though I know you're getting intuitive hits you can absolutely build out a framework that could help one to many. And then as you're explaining your framework, you make exceptions. You say, okay, if at this point you are this, then this is what you wanna do. But if you're having issues in this area, this is the road you wanna take. When my son, who's now 21, was really little, we used to read these books, Choose Your Own Adventure. And we'd get to a page and it'd say, okay, if you wanna do this, go to page 20. If you wanna do this, go to page 30. He loved it, it was so fun. That's kind of like the course you can create. It's a more of a choose your own adventure depending on where they need to go. Jackie, I promise you to my core, the method you teach can be put into a digital course. And one of the cool things that I teach in Digital Course Academy is how to support in person in addition to your course. From Voxer to Slack to private Facebook groups there to Zooms like I'm doing now, office hours. There's ways to also be in touch one-on-one -on -one with your students, as well as inside a pre-recorded digital course. You could do both. I teach you that in DCA. Okay, um, Amrita says, is it possible to create a few small courses with different topics to see which one will be consumed more? It is, but I'd rather not have you create a bunch of small courses and see what works. Instead, get into the bootcamp when I open it up. Let's come up with one topic and validate it and see how people respond to it. Then we'll go back to the drawing board. I like one thing at a time. Keep it simple, get fancy later. But once we test one at a time, yeah, you can create several smaller courses and some of my students have, but I just wanna make sure that you know how to validate before you put all the work into several courses. So I've got you covered. Ashley says, which is the best model? Evergreen courses that are available year round or closed launches that are open cart and closed cart at certain times of the year? The answer is both. I do both and I teach both. So I have a course right now that is on Evergreen, meaning it's an automated webinar, automated emails, automated sales page, and I uh, make millions of dollars every year with a course that I am not selling live. And I think that is the gold standard in terms of if you want the ultimate freedom, you have an evergreen course. But I also teach live and I also do live. I'm doing a full live launch at the end of September for my course because there's something magical about connecting all with all of you in real time, learning what you need, what you want, pivoting when needed. I become a better marketer and supporter of you. And also there's a higher perceived value when you are live like I'm live right now, there's a higher perceived value. So live and evergreen go really well together and I teach both um, and you can't go wrong with either. So you could do one or the other, or you could do both. Bernadette says, I wanna do a course aimed at how to source directly from artisans in India and Indonesia. Would that work? I don't know, we gotta validate it. So Bernadette, go to amyporterfield.com forward slash simple ways and you're gonna get that freebie. You're gonna start coming up with a kind of rounding out your idea and get the other freebie, amyporterfield.com forward slash AI. That's gonna help you kind of get this idea, Bernadette, and start playing around with it. And then you're gonna get an invite in a few weeks to my bootcamp. Let's validate this idea. I'm gonna give you several ways to validate a course idea to make sure that it can make you money. 
But Bernadette, one question you want to ask yourself is, is there an audience for this? I'm guessing you wouldn't have come up with an idea and not had the experience if there wasn't an audience for this. So until my boot camp starts, I want you to start thinking, where might I attract this kind of audience? What kind of freebie could I cr create in order to attract an audience that would want something like this? Those are the questions I want you to think about till we come together in the boot camp. One of the things in the boot camp that I'm going to teach you all is how to grow an audience, how to start growing an email list so you have people to sell to when you're ready to launch your course. We're going to go over it. Okay, Shannon says, I know what course I want to make, but how do I navigate payment from customers? That's the intimidating part for me. Shannon, it, it is so easy. And, and I don't say that lightly because I don't think most things are easy. So easy. This is the last thing you need to worry about. Like literally don't even worry about it now. Stay in my world. Let me guide you. I'll teach you all of that. But Shannon, it's, it's no big deal. And, and if you want a really simple way, check out Samcart, amyporterfield.com forward slash Samcart, S-A-M-C-A-R-T. It's a really easy order form that you can put up online to sell your course. But there's more to it than just slapping up a page. So I want you to kind of slow down a little and let me guide you because there's a lot of things I want you to do before you even worry about taking payment. But Shannon, that's like the, the such an easy thing for you to figure out. You've got this, my friend. You've got this, especially because you already have an idea. Kara says, you mentioned you can do a course without paid ads or big social media presence. Can you elaborate on what that looks like? Yes. So when you build a loyal audience, it doesn't need to be a big audience. Most of my students who are launching courses, the first launch, they do not use paid ads. They use organic traffic, which is their podcast or blog or video show. They use their email list, even though it's usually pretty small and the small social media presence they have. But if you go to episode 596, so again, amyporterfield.com forward slash 596, um, we can do some course math in that episode where it shows you that, wait, I don't need that many students to make a great living with my digital course. So it kind of puts it into perspective. But in addition to that, uh, I have students who have 100 people on their email list and made $12,000 with their digital course, 75 people and made $5,000. So it can be done, but it's building loyalty, creating content that you become their go-to source. It's a big part of the bootcamp that I'm gonna talk about. So I hope you'll join me there. I hate talking about the bootcamp when the doors aren't open yet, but just giving you a little taste. Michelle says, I have not achieved full mastery of a skill. I just wanna create a forum for instructors and students to learn a particular skill, but I am still learning as well. Is it okay for me to create a course? It is not, in my opinion, and I love that you have integrity to ask this question. So Michelle, before you create a course, you want to have gotten results for yourself or for somebody else, a student, a client, a family member. So you don't need to have full mastery, like you said, I think that's overthinking it, but you need to say, oh, you want these results? Here's how I got them. You need to be able to say that. You want these results? Here how I taught my, here's how I taught my client to get them. That's important. But Michelle, here's the thing. You will absolutely be a course creator. I have no doubt, and I can't wait to spotlight you on my podcast and tell everyone what you've done. But until then, document your journey of learning. That's your blog, that's your podcast, that's your video show. Here's what I'm learning, here's what I'm doing. And you can absolutely create a forum for instructors and students to all learn with you, but you're not gonna be the expert yet, right? But you can create a community of, hey, I'm learning this. If you wanna learn alongside me and we can offer each other suggestions and, and guide each other, great, because you will become their go-to source if you do that long enough and you get the results you're looking for your free weekly original content. For me, it's a blog, a podcast. For you, it might be a blog or a video. That's where you're gonna document you learning until you've got it. That's where you're gonna start building up your audience. Charles says, what should we be doing while waiting for Digital Course Academy to open? Charles, can I just give you a big virtual hug? Maybe one of my most favorite questions. So here's what I want you to do, Charles. I absolutely want you to join my bootcamp. It's gonna give you the best Kickstarter. I want you to listen to my podcast this month. Almost every episode is gonna be on digital courses. I want you just to kind of inundate your brain with digital course creation and launching so that when Digital Course Academy opens up in late September, you're gonna be a star student right at the, the front of the class, which I love. But I have so much podcast content for you and the bootcamp's gonna be priceless. 
Matt says, does Digital Course Academy include content on list building? It does. I have an entire bonus module of how to grow your list from scratch. I can't teach digital course launching without helping people grow their email list, so it does. Sean says, you've talked before about attaching a course to your book launch. Do you recommend creating both a course and a book simultaneously, or does one come before the other? It's a chicken or the egg kind of situation. It really doesn't matter, but um, I would never do both at one time. I, I have written a book. I have launched a book. I can't even imagine writing that book while, while creating and launching a digital course too much. So choose one or the other. Um, I will say that uh, digital courses are way easier than a book. They're easier to create and easier to launch. I know this from personal experience. I would start with the course first. Melanie says, how do I get over my fear of being on camera? I have some great ideas, but I'm afraid of the scrutiny that comes with putting yourself out there. So Melanie, let's talk for a second. First of all, you're talking to a girl that has never loved being on camera. Sure, I get on camera every day, but if you knew me 10 years ago, you'd know that I hated every minute of it. And ask my social media manager, Stacy, she'd tell you I still hate it. It's just not my favorite. And I don't like people making comments of how I look and how I sound and what I say. I'm very sensitive. So number one, I rarely read those comments. I, I just have no interest in hearing what someone thinks about me. So I don't go down that rabbit hole, but sometimes or another, if I'm engaging in the comments, I'm going to see some, right? And so I remember this number one, nobody more successful than me or someone that I would admire. No one would leave a negative comment about how I present myself, how I look, how I sound, what I said, no one more successful than me literally would even take the time to leave a snarky, mean comment. So consider the source, first of all, consider the source. Number two, they are not paying the bills. They do not get an opinion. Let them, let them say it. Who cares? You will never meet them. They will likely never buy from you and they do not deserve your time. You have to get thicker skin because you deserve success. You deserve to get paid for your expertise. You deserve to get those podcast invites, that stage invites. You deserve the opportunities that come when you have a digital course out in the world and you are known for something. Doors open, opportunities come your way. You deserve all of that. And if the one thing that's stopping you the most is you're scared what other people are going to say about you, let them, let them say it. It's not worth you playing small. It is not worth you playing small. So you're gonna put yourself out there. You will get negative comments. I get them every day. And I just, I know I get them every day, but I just don't look and I just don't care. And I have a team that will say, if there's a red flag or we have an issue, they're gonna bring it to my attention. Other than that, head down, do my work, say all you want about me. You don't know me personally. And if you were a really great person, you wouldn't be leaving a snarky comment in my comments. Amen. Period. High five. Give me a high five right here. Come on. We're going to just make sure that we're playing a bigger game and we're going to stop worrying about what everyone thinks because they don't pay the bills. Amen. Can I get an amen in the comments? Amy says, is it better to work on growing your email list before launching a digital course or to use your digital course to build your email list? I love this question. The word launch in there is important. She says, is it better to grow your email list before launching a digital course or do it before? I want you to grow your email list while you're creating your course so that when you do launch your course, you do have a small list to mail to and to market to. So what I teach is let's start growing our email list while we're creating a course. You could do both hand in hand, a few hours each week, you can do it. That's why in Digital Course Academy, I teach you to grow your email list as a bonus module so you can do that while you're creating your course. But you do need an audience to sell anything online. So we're gonna need to work on that before we actually launch. But there's work you need to do before you ever get to launching, which is creating the course, which is so, so fun. So we can grow our list while we're doing that. All right, real quick, we're almost done. Andrea says, I did two beta groups already. Do I give my content all the way for free or charge a small price for my lead magnet? So there's a few different things in this question. So I love that you did beta groups. Great validator. Awesome. You're ready to create your course. I'm sure you've got some great intel. Do I give my content all away for free? You mean the content you're going to put in the course? No, 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 no. We don't want to give all that away for free. Do you small charge a small price for 
for a lead magnet? No, we want a free lead magnet, no barrier to entry, a free lead magnet that is going to attract the kind of audience you want to eventually sell your course to. But in the lead magnet, we're just gonna give them a little taste, build their curiosity, help them get started just a little, and then the next logical step is to join your digital course for the how. So the what and the why and a little bit of how can be in a freebie. The full roadmap step-by-step -step how is what they're paying for. That's the magic of how you pair free content with paid content. I have a podcast episode um, that my team is going to link to in the comments. And if you're listening to this later, uh, you could just Google Amy Porterfield free content, paid content. You'll find it. But I have a whole podcast about what to give away for free and what to charge for. Uh, Latroya says, I want to create weekly content about my journey, but I don't want potential students or sponsors to see me as a novice. What do you think? So you want to create weekly content about your journey. Um, you don't have to be a novice just because you're documenting your journey. Um, let's say if I wanted to document my journey on learning something new in my business, that doesn't take away from all the other experience and expertise that I have. So Latroya, I think you can show up as the professional expert you are in an area, but then learning something in addition to that um, I think it can be a really great way to be relevant and invite people in. So don't let go of what you already know and who you are, stand in that confidence, but then be humble enough to share your experience as you go. And you said, I don't want my students or sponsors to see me as a novice, get clear on who's buying from you. So if your students or sponsors are buying from you, well, then if they're already buying from you, then you're already an expert in something. So we got to get clear on who we're documenting the journey for. And it's for someone, if they're not ready, if you're not ready to sell anything to them, then you don't have to worry about them seeing you in that light. I might not have all the, the answers here because I don't know the whole story, but hopefully something I said kind of clicked for you. Crossing my fingers. And then uh, Kareen says, how do you create a lead magnet without giving too much of the course that you've created? That's the podcast I created. Let me see real fast. Here it is, amyporterfield.com forward slash 164, but then I have, oh, that, no, don't do 164. amyporterfield.com forward slash 383, because I did two, two episodes about the topic because it comes up so much, but the most recent is 383. So amyporterfield.com forward slash 383, it's called, um, I just clicked off of it. It's called, am I giving away too much free content? It's this concept of what to give away for free and what to charge for in a digital course. Okay, so before everyone jumps off, real quick, amyporterfield.com forward slash simple ways. amyporterfield.com forward slash simple ways. This is where you want to go. Uh, let me see. Let me go up one. There we go. Uh, if you're watching this, amyporterfield.com forward slash simple ways, it's on the screen right now. Go grab it. And I'm going to teach you if you do one on one coaching, if you're in a nine to five job, if you get a lot of questions about your expertise, what to do to take that into a profitable digital course. And I'm going to flood you with some really inspiring real world examples that you're going to love. So there you have it. Guess what? I've got more surprise lives coming your way. I'm going to bust through some more myths, give you some more clarity, give you live Q&A. The boot camp is coming at the very end of August. Pay close attention to that. Get on my email list. amyporterfield.com forward slash simple ways will get you there. I can't wait to go on this journey with you. We're going to create some magic together. Stay with me. I'm your girl. I'm going to help you create something that you can sell over and over and over again. You are ready. You are capable and you can do this. All right, everyone. Love you to the moon and back, and I'll talk to you again soon. So bye for now.